Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. This is The Vault by Access Hollywood. We're taking you on an epic journey into the heart of Hollywood with iconic interviews and fascinating conversations from the biggest stars in the business. The Vault opens now. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the podcast here on The Vault by Access Hollywood. Now we're about to press play on some pretty iconic interviews. Are you ready? I'm Scott Evans. And I'm Zuri Hall. Ooh, get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Because today we're talking about singer, songwriter, superstar, Taylor Woo! Swift. Are you freaking out? I Are you freaking, freaking out a little bit? I just, I love Taylor. I love her. I really, I think she's so talented. She's so smart. She's about her business, which is what I respect more than anything. So yes, yeah. I'm excited to dive into Swift's world today. Okay, so then I'm going to be counting on you. You're going to be my resident Swifty. Wait, hold up. I mean, that was a promotion. I would, I don't know if I would identify. Oh, no, no. It's you. That's you. Okay, I I identify as the Swift, the resident Swifty of the two of us. Yes. Exactly. So she, I am for sure, right? I am for sure a big fan of hers. Mm -hmm. You know, my story with Taylor Swift and Access Hollywood is like forever linked. Mm -hmm. Um, We'll get to that in a little bit. But like, think about, multi-grammy winning right record-breaking sales Mm -hmm. uh uh industry shifting creativity yes yes she's an international megastar oh for sure and she was on the path to that megastardom at such an early age too i mean she was the youngest artist ever who was signed to sony atv music she was 14 years old at the time that is 14 14 years old 14 at 14 years old I don't know. I, 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 I wasn't signed to anything. No one was paying me to do anything. I might've been trying to get my like workers permit so I could start selling beef sticks at Hickory farms. Cause my, never mind. I'm not going to get on this tangent. We'll talk about it later. Beefs, Hickory. Yes. It's a seasonal delicacy. Farms. Thank you very much. Cheese balls too. Um, wow. Anyways, the point is at best I was selling beef sticks and Taylor Swift was like about to write Grammy nominated and winning songs. So. Right. Okay, so she was the youngest person to write and perform a number one song on the Billboard Country chart. Mm-hmm. I think it was Our, Our song. song. yeah. Our song is a slamming screen door. See? Okay, Swifty, don't, don't, 
Don't try to wait, act like. Wait, wait, <laughs> what song were you just singing? It was the remix. It was, the, uh, it was unreleased. <laughs> That's just how Die Missy Elliott. Yes. Missy Elliott. Yeah, 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 yeah. Unreleased. Thank you. When you're much. on the phone and you talk real slow, cause it's late and your mama <laughs> no, don't no. know oh. our song is slamming screen doors. She was so sweet and cute, and that's when she still had the the uh, curls. Remember? Yeah, remember, those little ringlets. Yeah, the little ringlets. I remember I went into the beauty supply shop and I was like, let me get the Taylor Swift because I wanted the curls. I swear on all the things. You know I what? Love. <laughs> Your hair is black right now, but you if you laid in a bed with a guitar, we could redo that video. What was it for? Uh what was it? Teardrops on my Teardrops guitar. Of we could do guitar. that right now. I knew you were trouble, all that. I got a wig in the back that I could probably pull that off with it right now. Absolutely, absolutely. She gave us hit after hit. I mean, Swift has had what nine out of the top ten spots on the alternative streaming songs list, which is basically unheard of. The girl's been making history since the start. Which is interesting because remember, for a long time, she removed her music mm -hmm. from a lot of the streaming services. That, yes. So for it to come back, I think Apple was one of the, one of the first that she came back to. But like to to know that she is still. And, and remains that kind of top 10 right. after removing the music right. you know, or, or at least not making the music available. Right. It's a pretty big deal. I think at one point she was like, what was it named? Um, World's highest paid celebrity yes. by Forbes magazine. I think it was like $185 million. This is, this is wow. like, that's before the government takes it. Ain't little, it ain't little, I'll tell like, you that. It ain't no little. It ain't cut. never little. It ain't, it ain't never, never little. little. Lot of mercy, but what's a what's a cut out of 185 million? Oh my gosh, that was what that was this year, right? The past year alone. I, it, it, does it matter what year it was? <laughs> I'm trying to give people the facts, but no, it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, she's made more in like 13 seconds than I've made in my entire lifetime, and I'm not mad at it. It's inspirational. She's such a girl boss. She's killing the game. And we've seen her go through some ups and downs, right? Like, I feel like we've watched her grow up in the limelight. She had her little Kanye West mic stealing moment that will. Now, <laughs> tell me this. Do you believe mm -hmm. that that was like on a whim happened in the moment? Or do you think that was one? Of, you know, there are a lot of a lot of. Uh, Conspiracy theories out there. Are you of the mind that it happened as we saw it? I guess the question is, who do who do the conspiracists, if that's a word, think pre-planned it? Was it Kanye pre-planning? Was it Kanye and Taylor together? Like, what is the conspiracy that you that Cavassier. you Cavassier. Oh, Cavassier. the yeah, the that bottle, that mm, bottle. Interesting. That <laughs> I, I don't know I would like to think I'm also just a believer of people I put probably too much faith in what people say and I'm assuming that it was a legit Kanye moment and here's the thing it does that seem so far-fetched that Kanye West might just well now no Kanye moment exactly here's Here's what I'll tell you. I think I think I believed it when they cut back at the VMAs that that infamous moment when they cut back to Beyonce and she was like, "Oh damn!" Right? Like, "Oh, this is happening!" Oh my goodness, I have yeah. nothing to do with this. Because that was the worst cuss word we'd heard from Beyonce up until you know, know. title was released. I Lemonade. I know. I I am going to go out on faith and just say it was on Kanye's heart. He did what he did. It wasn't right, but he, you know, they worked it out later. And then they kind of unworked it out because then we had the whole snake situation. You know what? Right. Wow. 
Wow. Wow, the saga. There's so many bonus episodes that we need to do because this is an offshoot. We haven't even gotten to the swift the mate, of it all. Yeah. And also, you know what? No, we're not going to do this because what we're not going to do is let Kanye interrupt another one of Taylor's <laughs> This is her episode dedicated to her achievements. And we going to get right back to Taylor Swift and her glory. Okay? We are sorry. We're going to let you finish, Taylor. <laughs> finish, girl. Right? Okay, well then, back in 2007, <laughs> we were with her and had, I think she had, at, at this point, she had just graduated high school mm-hmm. and received her first CMA nomination for Best New Artist. And this is a title for a country singer, for a country artist that is, it is sometimes bigger than winning a Grammy. Because it cements you in history as the newcomer to watch, right? With your peers, within the the, the people um, in your community that make similar music Mm -hmm. that you have always looked up to. And so, Needless to say, she was beyond excited about it. Her self-titled debut album, uh, which was leaning pretty, I mean, she was like hardcore country. Oh, for I'm sure. Not she was, she was, yeah, she was 100%. Like, she wasn't even thinking about a crossover necessarily right. career. At least um, it didn't seem like that musically. She was really committed to where she was. I think she had a song called Tim McGraw. <laughs> Remember that? Yes. Like, I just... Think about that's how you do it though. If you're gonna come out a country, a country artist, uh-huh. you just find another icon and be like, this is my song. It's called <laughs> Garth Brooks. Garth Brooks. Just coming in you know? hot. That's how you, you know, you coming manifest. You manifest that way. She said her okay. early. Exactly. The thing that we found out though pretty soon was that she was the kind of girl that could write a song mm-hmm. that you could not get out of your head. Right. And she was willing to go there with her lyrical content yeah. in a way that you were like, who is she talking, talking about? about? She stayed dropping gems and spilling tea and just blowing up people's spots without blowing them up. Right. That might be why I'm so hooked on the music, because I'm just nosy. I'm just still trying to figure out <laughs> who she breaking up with and making up with. You said, who's she? Who, who picture to burn? Who's she? Who's she burning pictures of? Lighting the flame. What's going on? <laughs> Okay, so listen to her reaction when she hears, back in 2007, her name being considered for Grammy nominations. Again, remember, she's 17. I would freak out if I was nominated for a Grammy. I mean, I don't think that I've ever gone there in my head like, you know, you have a possibility of being nominated for a Grammy. I mean, that would be completely, unbelievably me screaming at the top of my lungs, dancing around my room. Oh my gosh, that would be unbelievable. I, you know, I, I try not to go there because I never want to get like let down or rejected. So I never think about expecting anything. So I think anybody who puts out an album and you know puts their heart and soul into it and writes every song on that album kind of has this far off dream that maybe someday they'll get a Grammy nomination or a nod of some sort from the Grammys. But I never really assumed that it would be this soon. If it if it happens this year, I will. I'll freak out and start crying. <laughs> well, it happens. Well. <laughs> Spoiler well. alert. Spoiler <laughs> alert. She got that nomination, Best New Artist at the 2007 Grammy Awards. Crazy. Crazy. And it would be the thing that would help cement her mm-hmm. 
in the pop culture sphere, right? right? Like for a lot of, for there were some people who at that 2007 Grammys were introduced to her for the right. first time. Right, so many people. You know I, mean? I love, she's talking about, um, I love the part where she was talking about keeping her expectations low and sort of having those fears of rejection. I feel like we can all relate to that, right? Where it's like, okay, I think I got the part or I think I got the job, but I don't know, I don't know. I don't know, probably not, probably not, probably not. But to hear it coming from someone like Taylor Swift, where we know in hindsight, just what mm-hmm. a massive star she becomes. You know what I mean? Uh, so to see her grow from that, oh, we'll just see, to honestly, you know she's a shit now. You know what I mean? Right. Like she came with that with that BDE, with the Reputation album and all of that. Like I think she really owns it. And she even had the song, The Man, where she kind of leaned into that idea of like, if I was a dude doing all this stuff, killing the game and being shameless and arrogant and proud about it, you guys would applaud me. But because I'm a woman, I'm supposed to be meek and mild and whatever. So hearing that clip and then where she is now, where she is so Mm -hmm. unapologetically like, oh no, I know I killed it. And you're welcome. I am so here for that journey. It's funny that you bring up the video where she, I mean, that whole song, she talks about taking on the the role of a man. But in the video, she also like really- Plays the part. Like plays the part. (laughs) And you remember the commentary around some of the, the works that she was doing in that album, how it was like mirroring or inspired by, or, um, uh, some, some people even said lifted mm. from work that Beyonce had done. Mm. Remember, like if I was a oh, boy. Oh, yeah, 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 the, yeah. Right? And so it, I, it was to me like a masterfully done, a masterfully crafted idea yeah. of, if this is what y'all talking about. Right. Well, let, me, let me just give y'all a little bit of- <laughs> Give you a little taste. I love it. I, you love to see it. I mean, at that point, she was so young. She's gotten here now. Uh, that was her first nomination. But she has 10 Grammy Award wins at this point, which is crazy. Because how old is Taylor now? Like, maybe she's, she is 13 years old. Um, however old she is, she ain't old enough for people to be like, oh, yeah, 10 Grammys. That makes total, like, whatever. You know what I mean? She has accomplished so much right. in such a short amount of time. She's got 10 Grammys. I think awards. she's, like, I think she's 30. Is she 30? Good for her. She's got the 10 Grammys. She's got the record for the most wins at the AMAs, 29 total. I didn't even know there were that many categories to where you could have 29 <laughs> with. And you beat Michael Jackson. Did she? I didn't know that. That's amazing. I'm just like, you beat everybody. She beat all the people. All the people. All right, Taylor, we're all not mad people. at it. You love it. So good. Let's fast forward to 2012, though, because at this point, Taylor's 22, okay? Um, yeah, still super young, but she's very much famous at this point. So we're not talking about mm-hmm. that first clip from the archives, from the vault. Uh, she knows that she is Taylor Swift. She had just released her albums, Fearless and Speak Now, and it kind of gave that, like, sweet Taylor side. Remember how she was still trying to keep it cute at first? And then she just mm-hmm. unleashed the inner... Is it the snake? Is that her her animal? Is that her 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 person? I don't know. She she strikes me as more like the you know. Of course, she has a love of cats she and felines, so she kind of strikes me. But you know, the, it, it's something about putting on a bodysuit the first time that, that changes just... y'all's like whole brain. <laughs> it's like you put on a bodysuit and some stockings and some high Stop heels for the first stockings. time, and it's like <laughs> y'all lose your whole is mind. It 19, it's like all of a sudden y'all become the extras in a. a Beyonce single lady video. And it's like, oh, oh, oh yeah. I'm- they had that high gloss scene in that video too. Cause I was like, well, let me get a pair of stockings. I ain't never wanted a pair of stockings before this. 
Um, but she did. She had it. She brought out her stockings. Taylor Swift and Beyonce. Those are the two people who can rock a pair of stockings on stage like nobody's business with some sky high boots and just kill the game. Mariah Carey will give you oh, a stocking wait, too. You're right about that. You're right. Okay. All this, hell. Let so me- would Jennifer Lopez. She'll okay, give you fine, 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 fine. All of the greats. You ain't a great till you rock a, a mean stocking on somebody's stage. Exactly. <laughs> and find a way to make that look good because it looks terrible. I wore them in church till I was like 16 because my mom wouldn't let me wear, wear dresses without stockings. But that's a whole different story. Anyways, at this point, she'd had those two albums. Um, and what I loved most about her is she was starting to drop those subtle clues about these relationships with guys that at this point were super famous, right? So at the beginning of her career, maybe she was singing about the boy next door or the guy who wrote songs with her. It was like, okay, this is cute. We don't know who she's Chad. talking about. Chad. Gosh, Craig. Craig. There's always a Craig. Um, but now she's talking about John Mayer. She dated Taylor Lautner, Joe Jonas, Jake Gyllenhaal. So she had all of these, these amazing A-list exes. <laughs> and by 22, in 20, by her age 22, in 2012, she had just skyrocketed to stardom. So I actually want us to go back into the vault because we've got this really great sit-down interview she actually did with Kit Hoover. This was 2012. Okay. She was promoting the last album. You remember Red? The album Red? Who, I mean, ev- what do you mean? Do I remember that was Red? List rhetorical question, because you know what's up. You already know. Red was one of those albums that was like, just release the whole thing. Put the whole thing on the radio. Just, exactly. Just every single song was such a hit. I really feel like she came into her own here. This is where we started to always see that iconic red lip that, you know, Taylor mm-hmm. at this point has really become known for. She had We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together. I Knew You Were Trouble, 22, The Moment I Knew. So many hits on this record. Um, okay, so here is Taylor. She's opening up about the pressure that she feels to keep topping her own success, which I would imagine is extremely hard to do, and how the influence of her family keeps are grounded. Listen to this. I always feel pressure to do better than I've done before. Are you type A? Are you worried about all this? Uh, yeah, I worry about everything. Um, you know, it's kind of, I'm trying to kind of, I've been like trying to categorize things as like things you can change, things you can't change. And like, I've been kind of operating under that and trying to like, trying to be more calm about things and and uh, and file things into those two categories. And if I can change it, then great. Like, I'll put my energy towards that. Um, but as far as worrying, I, I do worry about um, getting better and better and better as I go. And that's why I wanted to collaborate with so many different amazing musicians and writers and producers on this record, because I wanted to learn from as many people as I could. I look at you. What did your mama do right? You were like the nicest sweetest girl i have two daughters (laughs) seriously what does she say to you what did she do right to make you turn out like that thank you for saying that um you know my mom is amazing and she's always been really really real with me like really honest with me she you know my parents had no idea that they had they had no idea about music or the music industry and all of a sudden they have this kid that like is obsessed with it and so they have been supportive my whole life, but they've also been really honest with me. So, like, what will they say? What will your mom say to you? Like, all right, Taylor, hey, what's going like, on? Like, when I was younger and I would say, you know, do you think I'm going to get a record deal? And I'd be, like, 12 years old, I'd ask her that. And she'd say, I don't know. You know, there are a lot of parents that would be like, you know you are. You're going to shoot for the stars, baby girl. We had Honey Boo Boo on you yesterday. <laughs> you know, it's like, I think that um, my parents have always been like, I don't know. 
you know if you if you want something you have to just work as hard as you possibly can to try to get it and even then nothing's guaranteed and that's why I'm really grateful for every day extra that I get to do this because it's like I've never really been presumptuous about getting to be here but to get bring up honey boo boo when comparing listen, Taylor's listen you the thing about the thing I about going her. in the vault is you you find out what other pop culture <laughs> things are going moment, on at the same exactly. time and the go-go juice was a hit <laughs> honey boo boo was doing oh, it she was doing the thing they that was a whole that was a whole moment that was a moment that's true um, that's true so back to taylor <laughs> <laughs> Her awesomeness. I loved that interview with Kit. And I also loved uh, what Kit got her to say about her mom and kind of like going there personally about how she was raised. Because I think sometimes, you know, people do sell you a dream and sometimes it can set you up for failure. But I love that she was very open about the fact that her parents kept it real and they were honest. And it was like, look, we don't know what's going to happen. And I would assume they're also saying, we'll love and support you regardless. But I think right. something about that helps keep you grounded. Some people pump their children with such um, smoke, for lack of a better mm -hmm. phrase. And I don't mean in the pouring in and encouraging, because that's what my parents did. You know, I'm sure that's what yours did. That's that's what we need. But sometimes you create these little devils, these little monsters because doing too much. yeah you're doing a little too much and i think that comes across in how taylor you know engages with her fans engages with the media it kind of presents herself to the world she always seems very down to earth and level-headed even as her star rose so it, it's interesting to note that that probably is because of the job her mom and dad did i'll tell you <clears throat> she has told me that her her parent her mom in particular mm -hmm is still just as honest with her, yeah. right? That even when it is difficult or painful or when she's unsure of how she may respond, if she comes to her asking for her honest opinion, her mom <laughs> provides that for right. her. You know, and I think one of the things that is, is really important to know about the kind of musician and artist that Taylor is, she still has meet and greets before her right. shows. This woman <sighs> is selling out stadiums. And I remember she did the, the Rose Bowl and, um, Tree and Taylor invited me to go see. They the invited show, me and too, I and I got stuck in traffic, so I missed the meet and greet. But rub it in, Scott. Twist the knife. Tell me how it was. Okay, so then you probably don't want to hear this story. I don't, but the people do. So just tell them. I got there in time for the. <laughs> I made it to the concert part, but I missed getting a meter. So I still to this day have never met Taylor, which is crazy to me. What? Never interviewed her. Nope. In that wild. Should I? You want me? Should I call her? If you twist this knife. One more 90 degree angle. I could just so y'all just texting, y'all just on the WhatsApp chat. Add me to the group I mean, chat, you, Scott. If you're real, let me check and make sure it's okay first. Let me make sure <laughs> exactly. it's okay. You better get clear. I gotta get consent. Also, if we know right. one thing about Taylor Swift, she'll, she'll shut, shut, it she'll shut it down now. Shut it right now. <laughs> Uh, so I'm walking into I'm walking to the Rose Bowl. Mm -hmm. This is crazy. This is crazy. I'm walking into the Rose Bowl, and behind me I hear, hey. Stop. I'm headed to the to headed to the meet and greet. Hey, I turn around. Yeah. It is Vanessa Bryant. Stop. With Kobe. Oh my gosh. He has an arm around. He has an arm around Vanessa, uh -huh. and he's hey to who? So I look to back you? and I look forward like he's not talking oh. to me, and he was like, "You." Oh my gosh. What's up? What? 
And I just remember being like, oh, this is way, already way too much, right? I had my little gift for Taylor for uh, inviting me to the, air, the airport. <laughs> See, that's how I get, that's how I get nervous. Like, Sir, just tell the story. What is happening? Yes, I was on my way to the airport with uh, Taylor Swift. We were going on a trip. So I had my gift for her mm-hmm. to say thank you and had this really beautiful exchange, very brief, but very beautiful exchange with Kobe. And as I'm walking into the, the I said, are you? He's like, oh yeah, we just wanted to say hello. And I was like, bet, can you point me in? He was like, you want to go around the corner that way? Yeah. And as I turned the corner, Julia Roberts. What the, what is? Is walking out in a denim jacket, like with the collar of oh, no makeup, hair pulled back. And I, I like literally run into her. And I look up and I was like, I'm so sorry. Oh my God, it's Julia Roberts. <laughs> but I said Did those you? words. Oh my I lied. God. I, Cause you know me, like I, do. I don't have no yes, kind of. Yes, it's just gonna come out. And I don't know it until later that she's like, you can't just blow up that. the spot. Like she didn't have no, she had no security. Really? I think that she may, if I remember correctly, she was alone. She was by mm. herself. Maybe her 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 uh, family was. Do you think did she Uber? The, How did venue. she get there? Oh oh oh, the family was there. Okay. So I get into the the meet and greet, mm-hmm. and Taylor is standing there talking to another fan. They wrap up, and she looks at me, and she goes. Scott. And I was like, this is for you. And she was like, you got me again? (laughs) And I just remember being like, this is, this is absurd that you are this mega star and that you are so still connected to the experience that you provide for your fans. I'm not saying that it is crazy or absurd that she, um, uh, wants everyone to have a good time, but that she invests so much energy. She really shows up. To ensure mm-hmm, that they do, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll never forget it. That's I'll amazing. Never, ever forget it. So Taylor yeah, Swift knows your it. name is my takeaway here. You know we've got some history. That's 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 what I'm taking away. I'm not heard about it. I am not, but heard about it. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not gonna <laughs> Don't go be. to bed tonight brewing and stewing and wondering why I didn't. <laughs> Get on the 405 an hour sooner. No big deal. No big deal. Yeah, that 101 will get you every time. Every time, every time. Moving on. But you think about think about though, like the the artists that she's worked with and also like hit big with, Mm -hmm. right? Ed Sheeran. Yes, yes. You know what I mean? I think that didn't she take Ed on tour with her at one point? I if I recall correctly, I think she really played a hand in helping push Ed to the, the the masses in the early stages of his career. Cause I'm a Matt, I am an even bigger Ed Sheeran fan. Like I love all of his music, every album I've listened to religiously. And I remember when he first came on the scene in a mainstream way, it was Taylor Swift and I believe One Direction who were essentially sharing their audience with him. I think he was opening for them at various points and Taylor and him were hanging out. We were getting the Instagram content and the photos together. And so for people who didn't know who Sheeran was, this was an opportunity for them to get to know him. And he's a really great songwriter. Yeah. I mean, he, she, I think she collaborated with Ed. She had Gary Lightbody, Shellback, Max Martin, all these people on that one record album um, yeah, exactly. on, on Red uh, because she was still learning the business at that point and she wanted to evolve and kind of, you know, push herself musically, which we definitely heard on the album. So I love it when she collaborates with different artists because what I respect most about Taylor is she's not afraid to shake it up. She's not so afraid of failure that she will only give you what she's always given you because she's afraid that something new won't work. She takes risks with every album. I mean, can we talk about Bad Blood? Can we not? Oh my gosh, please, please go there. Bad Blood? I mean, I just, I just remember that like the, the video was like, oh. Okay. She she has them thighs. Taylor? She I cannot say that. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. That's the first thing I noticed. I said, wait, Taylor got the cakes. 
see what happened. She she went off the grid for a year. She been eating them them grits. She got you know her macaroni and greens. Because I when was you like, living okay. in Nashville, you get some barbecue and some macaroni and cheese. I was not mad at it. I was like, oh my gosh, she looks so good. I was here for it. I love the energy because especially as women, there's so much pressure to be the good girl and stay the good girl and not you mm-hmm. know offend anyone or rock the boat. And this album to me was her saying, screw that, screw what I'm supposed to be. And also screw what you think of me if me not playing nice or speaking up or pushing back Mm -hmm. is not Mm -hmm. okay with you. Then I don't care. And I can alienate whatever portion of my quote unquote fan base or mainstream media thinks that's a problem. That's what I loved about Reputation. It was one of those things I felt like as a person in as a entertainment journalist at the time right mm-hmm. i remember the video being like giving us the word and i may be messing this up but give i remember for me it was like girl squad yeah this is the girl squad right, right? like it was like the first time i remember writing that in one of my pieces because it was like this is i mean it was in the video she had zendaya mm-hmm. she had selena gomez lena dunham right lena would have been huge at the time for hbo her hbo series uh girls mm-hmm. um you had soraya was there and she was yeah. super big at that moment she was in the in like peak empire empire mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. exactly jessica alba Gigi hadid ellie goulding carly Kloss, cara delavine mm-hmm. she like her eyebrows we'll alone, that. I'm just like, oh God, I mean, okay, put her in everything. I'm sorry, okay. <laughs> <laughs> put her in everything. <laughs> then you up the level and you go Cindy Crawford, yeah. Ellen Pompeo, right? Yeah. Mariska Hargitay. I just remember it being like, oh snap, this is like yeah. women coming together yeah. and being like, and now what? Right, 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 right. And now what? Yeah. And so it was, it was around this time, I think that. Uh, she and I had our first interview. You know what's my first. You time. know what we're not gonna do in this podcast is you just keep reminding me of all the times you talked to Taylor. I'm best friends with Taylor Swift. <laughs> Apparently, I'm best friends yes, with Taylor Swift. Yes, and I'm just sitting here like, what did she smell like? What's her favorite color? Money. <laughs> she smells like. She smells like <laughs> kindness and De Niro. And De Niro. I. And I don't mean the actor. <laughs> But this would also be the year that Taylor would debut on the Forbes annual list of world's most powerful women, which is Mm. a major list to be on. It ranks by, I think, money, media presence, and influence, right? Yep. yep, So this interview is from 2015. It's actually my first interview for Access Hollywood. I wasn't even actually working for Access Hollywood at the time. I was a guest correspondent. Really? Yeah, I found out I was a guest correspondent uh, 20 seconds before I was told I was on this interview. You're like, oh, so I got a title? Say oh, less. so Let's like, go. I work for y'all? That's it? Okay. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Tomorrow? Got it. Yeah, I'll be there. I'll be there. Meanwhile, walk into your other office. I'm going to be sick tomorrow. Right. And also potentially, job. ideally, for the next few years of my life, because I work for Access Hollywood now. Thanks. Bye. I quit right there. I quit. I quit. <laughs> So Taylor was promoting a campaign for kids, right? But I had to congratulate her for debuting on this Forbes list at number 64 for the world's most powerful women in 2015. Take a listen. 
I want to congratulate you on uh, the Forbes 100 Most Powerful Women list. 100 women. Cool list to be on. I mean, right? It could, could it get much cooler than being on the Forbes 100 Most Powerful Women list? Probably not. <laughs> I mean, my definition of cool. Probably not. <laughs> you're on a list with women who are, I mean, they go by one name, right? You've got Hillary, you've got Oprah, you've got Angelina, yeah. and now the youngest to ever be included on the list at 25, we've got Taylor. Yeah. That's gotta hey feel guys. great to wake up, right? <laughs> How you doing? That's gotta feel great, right? It feels amazing. It really does because, um, you know, being, they also said it, I'm the youngest person ever on the list, which yeah. I was really happy that they were willing to kind of put that kind of a title on a young person and say, you know, we believe in what you stand for. Um, it was an amazing morning. My parents were excited about it too. <laughs> I, I got some text messages from my parents. <laughs> Kudos to you, right? It was exciting. And it's been such an amazing week with the God Blood video coming out. Mm -hmm. And um, so lots of like strong female vibes going on with all my friends in the video and then being named on that list uh, of Forbes. It's just been such a cool girls week. Good week. Yeah. I'll take it. I'll take it. I now. Know. Yes. Oh, look I mean, at baby Evans. That was your first interview ever with Access Hollywood. That's wild. That's a big one. First ever interview. And it was it was really cool because it was supposed to be like a four minute, you got two questions. Get in, make out, one yeah. of them about, you know, the, the campaign she was promoting. Mm -hmm. And we ended up talking for closer to 15 or 20 minutes. And at really? the end of the interview, she said, she got up and she hugged me and she goes, I don't even... Did you get what you needed? Because I was just having fun. Like, I, we were just having such a good vibe. That's it. I don't know That's that I got you what you could ask for. It was Taylor literally... Swift kicking it with you and getting so distracted by how much fun she's having that she keeps talking. That's the dream yeah. right there. Yeah. And so her publicist actually sent a message to um, Nancy Harrison, who was the producer at the time who set this up, and said, We just had the best. Taylor and I just had the best conversation about Scott and oh. our 100%, anytime you guys ever want to do anything, let I us know. That if I didn't have the job before then. <laughs> then that sealed the deal. Sealed that, the deal. That, was the, that was the promotion from guest to how do we get him out to LA and make sure he never leaves. Well, oh, you up. know, I don't know if it could happen quite like that. It was in a straight line. It wasn't a straight line, but eventually. <laughs> I, I love that. And you did a good job. It, what I loved was it, when she was talking to you, like the self-deprecation comes through, you know, how chill mm -hmm. she is about it. Like to be making these sorts of Forbes lists at her extremely young age at the time. And she's like, oh, but like, I've got cats and I just love cats. Glad you guys love the cat videos. <laughs> like, I love that she just is so chill and, and kind, of kind of down to earth about it all. Yeah. And it was the first time for me to be in a situation where your interview is timed. Mm -hmm. So when she was like, yeah, cats, I, all I was thinking was, no, girl, you got to answer that question. We, we got, got time to talk I got about two Meredith. More minutes. How does it feel? <laughs> How does it feel? <laughs> you know what I mean? But right. the, yeah, you're right. She has this, she has this kind of what feels like a genuine um, ease mm -hmm. about her. Mm -hmm. I think it, part of that maybe comes from having parents that are, that have on a regular basis really 
reinforced like mm-hmm. a positive sense of self. You know, yeah. she's got good examples of, of, of women who are hardworking, who are um, making in, an impact. Mm-hmm. And you could tell that she was also honored. Like you said, she was honored to be a part of this list, feeling yeah. like the work that she was doing outside of necessarily selling albums mm-hmm. was meaning something. Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, she's definitely impactful. She's super influential. And at this point, Taylor is clearly not slowing down. I have to say her newest album, Folklore, that is the one that really sold me. So I've been a fan for a while. I love her music, but this is the one where I was like, oh no, she's a grown woman now. And if it was the fact that Folklore to me was so understated, so easy, so effortless. And that to me says grown woman. It is the complete lack of need to prove oneself to anyone else, to a fan base, to family, to friends, to the media. She just said what she had to say. And what I loved most about that album, it just came out in July of 2020. It was her eighth studio album. Um, It was written and recorded in the middle of, you know, COVID-19 quarantine. It was a surprise album. She had no promotion. I think at best she like sent a cardigan to a couple of people when she gave them the album early. That's like $25.99. Like that ain't, if that's the budget, like she's super chill compared to some of those big budget ones that she's had. It definitely wasn't a $25 cardigan. Oh, right. I know, right? I'm, I can only imagine it within the, the brains of the Zuri Hall budget. So I'm like, <laughs> I can't, I, I couldn't even like. You said, let me put, let me not put that on you. Let me not put that on you. <laughs> let me, Scott, if you tell me you got a cardigan, I will be so upset. Tell me she didn't send you the cardigan. Just please. Tell me, just tell me she didn't send you the cardigan, Scott. Please. You. Uh, you looking in my eyes right now on Zoom, and I need you to tell me that Taylor didn't send you a cardigan, please. Taylor didn't send you a cardigan. I know, but I need to hear that. She <laughs> didn't send a cardigan. I'm upset. I don't want to talk about it. Moving on. Anyways, the album was dope. I loved how understated it was. And what was really cool about it was she uh, had this cool like one page letter if you will at the start of the album where she kind of explained what the vision was creatively and it was other people's stories too so it wasn't just Mm -hmm. Taylor singing about herself or her relationships it wasn't that you know thing that a lot of us probably are used to which is oh who she's talking about here what's this Mm -hmm, about mm -hmm. it was like oh no whose story is she sharing right now I have so many favorite albums or so many favorite singles on that album or tracks I should say because some of them weren't singles but Mad Woman I just love how she goes into the psyche of a woman and this idea that, you know, we get this stigma. Oh, she's crazy. Oh, she's out of her mind. It's like, well, what made her crazy? Was it you? It was probably you. What did oh, you do oh, to get her up. slash Are me you? to this point? I had just, <laughs> I felt very seen in that moment and I appreciated it. Was she singing about she you? Might have, that might have been my story. Honestly, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who I told, who told Ms. Swift, but I felt seen. Like, that was such a good one. Betty is amazing. Um, the mm. one, I could I could go on and on. I really, I really love the album. Um, and at this point, it sold, I think, the equivalent of 1.2 million copies when you take into account sales and streams. Um, and she, it was big. yeah, it was so big. She sent signed albums to local independent record stores to help boost their sales during this time, which is what, you know, people need now more than ever, especially small businesses. Mm-hmm. So I love everything about her, but I especially love, I love this album. Okay. So tell me this. Did you see Cats? Let me ask you this. 
what did you think about cats? Join us again <laughs> when we make another trip to the Access Hollywood Vault. Oh no! Wait! <laughs> you never know what, what the next throwback's gonna up. be. We can't, we can't shade Taylor on the way out. We gotta cat. I didn't shade. I just said they said we're out of time. See, they wrapped us up. They wrapped us up. So she was in Cats and that um came out in 2019. That was dope. That was a I it was a reimagination of a classic musical. Jason Derulo Absolutely. was in there. And I think Helen uh, Idris Mirren. Elba. Was Helen Mirren in it? Yeah. Jennifer Hudson. Big I names. mean, don't get me wrong, the Big cast names. was incredible. Yes. I think it, I think for a lot of people, you you loved it mm-hmm. or you were like nervous about right. the cast. Right about the cast. With the little catnip she dropped from the moon. I'm into it. Like I was into it. From the moon, exactly. So um, yeah, no, I love her. I love her. I love that no matter how famous she gets, she just seems like a very regular girl. And I mean that in the best way possible. Like she still feels yep. relatable. You still feel, I, I told you, I've never felt more seen in a Taylor album than her newest one. And she's never been more famous. And I am not right. that. So to be able to, you know, hear these songs and feel like everyday life, that's what she's still talking about. I love it. I love her. Um, T-Swift. I think that's that. You guys, Boom, baby. join us again yeah. when we make another trip into the Access Hollywood vault. You never know what the next throwback is going to be. Will it be Honey Boo Boo? Who can say for sure? Where is the go-go juice? Where is the go-go juice? Where <laughs> is the go-go dried juice? dried up in the back of a cabinet go-go somewhere, juice. and Probably. we are not right. opening right. the door to that. Ants. But we... <laughs> But we will open the door to some other things only on the vault. Okay, so make sure you subscribe for more. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. We are there. And I'm going to go listen to Folklore. Scott's already whipping his hair back and forth. That's, that's I'm going to go make some go-go juice. Episode. Stop. No. What does that even taste like? I don't even I have so many questions. Bye, guys. We'll see you next week. I'm Scott Evans. I am still Zuri Hall. We'll see you next time. The Vault by Access Hollywood is hosted by Scott Evans and Zuri Hall, produced by Access Hollywood Digital's Jenny Depper and Rebecca Zamer, and Digital Media Management's Grant Rudder, Audrey Povar, and Ryan Middledorf, and Trey Boudet. Join us next week when we open up that vault again for more iconic celebrity interviews and all things entertainment. Rate, subscribe, and share. <laughs>